Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Hey, Chad. Good. Most wonderful time of the year, bowl season is upon us. How are you tonight? I'm doing wonderful. Yeah, you're right. We got bowl season upon us. It, uh, it's just one of those times of the year where, you know, you got the holidays, you got everything, you know, that you've been working for all year long has come to fruition, and it's time to watch the Razorbacks play in an excellent bowl game, the Outback Bowl, the bowl that I predicted <laughs> throughout the season. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, you did. <laughs> All season. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, and it played out exactly the way I said it was going to play out. And uh, Alabama won. And uh, by Alabama women, the, the only thing that didn't happen that I said was going to happen was I thought um, that Ole Miss would go play in the Peach Bowl. But we didn't have an SEC team in the Peach Bowl. So that was, you know, that was interesting. Other than that, everything worked out the exact same. And they put Kentucky over in the Citrus Bowl, just like I said they would, because obviously we're, we traveled that. We're, we're Arkansas, right? We didn't give our, you know, national championship head coach a watch and send them on their way. Yeah. We care about football. <laughs> and that's why you didn't get selected. If you're a Kentucky fan you're listening, that's why your team didn't get selected. Yeah, you called you called uh, Alabama winning over Georgia in the SEC championship. Great call. Um, they a really good effort by them. Um, so they had to put Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl because both SEC teams made it to the playoff. Mm-hmm. So Ole Miss moves into the Sugar Bowl. Some other teams kind of move around in there. But like you're saying, Arkansas, we're in a bowl game. We were in a bowl game last year. No fault of ours that we didn't get to uh, whip TCU's ass. Mm-hmm. But we're coming for Penn State this year. And uh, I'm excited to be there. Um, I'm excited to have a New Year's Day bowl game uh, in Tampa. Really good bowl. Really, really good Florida bowl. A reward for the players mm-hmm. that are going to play to get to go down and play in Florida. And probably some math, uh, the probability is probably going to be some good weather. Absolutely. Um, really get to enjoy themselves and a reward for going 8 4 with a very, you know, one of the toughest schedules in the country. And we're really just 
fired up. Podcasts fired up, and I know you fans out there are fired up for this game and bowl season in general. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think this is you know you see A and M they get to go up to the other Florida bowl game, and uh, you know it's not surprising. So I don't know. It, it really shook out um, in a way that was very predictable this year. Honestly, it wasn't a lot of surprises. Um, I get if, you know, like I said last week, if Alabama would have lost and Georgia would have won, it'd be a whole nother scenario. But, you know, I don't know. Sometimes you got to think Alabama's just messing with people. Like sometimes, and I've said this before, man, but sometimes you got to think like Alabama knows they can win every game and sometimes they just don't or they make a game real close just so when they come in to play somebody bigger, they can turn it up a notch. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no reason why they should have almost lost to Auburn. There's really, I mean, I feel like we played really good to be competitive with Yeah, Alabama. within seven points. Um, Absolutely we did. But, but, but Auburn, just them, no way they played the same way they played against Auburn that they did against Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, that's why people like you, you knew it. You knew they were going to bring it, Chad. And I, I picked. I was looking at the picks we had, and I picked Georgia. I was right there thinking, you know, Georgia's defense too good this year. And they weren't. Uh, Bama's the. Um, and they've got. You know, we did talk about it. I will say, I should have picked Bama. I knew it because we talked about this uh, many weeks ago after we played Georgia. You know, the Georgia fans getting our the Hog Call Podcast Twitter mentions. Mm-hmm. And we sell on this podcast. Well, guess what, Georgia? You're still going to lose to Bama like you always do. You check. <laughs> yep. And guess what happened? So. Yeah. <laughs> and you gave them the benefit of the doubt. You really did. And then, and then you got uh, the other thing that you got that, that you got to look at here is, you know, you got Alabama playing Cincinnati. And that's just going to be. A bloodbath, I think. Like, yeah. <laughs> if they win that, okay, they're the real deal. You know, I'll give it to them. But I, I don't, I don't see that happening. And then uh, you got Georgia, and you know, I, I just, you know, you got another Alabama Georgia game at the end of the year. Like, you got to expand the playoffs. You can't leave the playoffs like this. And I'm glad Cincinnati got in. But you know, how do you leave? these other teams out that should definitely be playing right in these playoffs. I mean, you got to go to at least eight and I mean, there are so many teams in NCAA football. You got to have at least eight in the dang national championship playoff to be fair. In my opinion. Yeah. And then with, with Cincinnati, Alabama, you know, they're going to say, um, Kind of what we're, t- you know, years ago we we're talking about UCF. They went undefeated. Thought, you know, maybe they had a shot. They should have had a shot in the playoffs. They were really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCF was really good that year. Um, so what happens if Cincinnati gets beat, you know, decently by Alabama? They're gonna be like, oh well, they didn't belong. Well, who wouldn't? Who else? Who else in the country wouldn't probably get beat by a couple touchdowns to Alabama in the playoffs this year? Um, with the way Bryce Young is throwing the ball around. Just in general, wow. you know, Nick Saban coached uh, uh, defense. A 12-team playoff is is, is kind of how it's going to have to be. And you're seeing this. You're seeing uh, the way college football is going um, with players opting out of the bowls. And not just like our bowl game or um, 
or any bowl games across the country, you're seeing this like in Fiesta Bowls, like Notre Dame's. Their top running back safeties are often out. Michigan State and Pitt, who's got a big bowl game. They're starting quarterback uh, pickets out or mm-hmm. opting out. Kenneth Walker, who a Heisman finalist, is often out for Michigan State. So what you do just to just kind of mitigate, help mitigate that at least some in that 12-team playoff is to have more teams that feel like they have a chance. You're not going to see that. Yeah. You know, teams teams uh, or players uh, quitting before the full season is over. And um, the 12-team playoffs just just a great idea, even if you reward the top couple teams with a bye. Yeah, or something that like they do get rewarded. Besides that, besides the number one seed Bama playing the twelve seed, which is which is pretty good in itself. You know what I mean? But oh yeah, I, I mean I take, I, I want a twelve team playoffs so bad. I take so bad. that in a heartbeat. You know, I expand it out further in a heartbeat. Definitely, I think the more teams that you have in that that have an opportunity, you know, the more opportunities you're going to see. You know Cinderella stories, and I want to see Cinderella stories. I just don't. I don't want it always being Alabama and Georgia playing each other in the you know national championship game. Sometimes Ohio State gets to squeak in. Sometimes you get you a Michigan in there every once in a while. You know, maybe if if USC's having a good run of luck, they they get in there. You know, but yeah. I want to see. I want to see teams I, I i like what if cincinnati comes in here and beats alabama like that's what i want to see that's what i'm rooting for that's what i hope yeah, happens for sure that's what i want for to sure. happen and i know that as an sec fan i probably shouldn't be like that but i'd like to beat alabama and then play georgia and beat them too and that's horrible for an sec fan to say i guess but no. I hate both those teams, and I'd, you know, that that would be such a huge deal. That would put the, you know, um, UCF national championship claim, that would give it more v- validity, honestly. It really would, if that happens. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'd really shake things up. I bet you if they win... I bet you if they win, we'll see an expanded playoff within two years. If they win, we'll see an expanded playoff within two years. Yeah, we all got to root for that. I don't. Doesn't matter if we're SEC or not. I like, like you said, hey, both those teams. I don't like any of these in the SEC teams. Why should I root for them? Like, there's no reason for like. What has SEC done for us? What What has Alabama and Georgia done for us? Nothing. That's two, your two losses on our schedule. That, they sure put us on our our schedule when they put them on our schedule. I mean, Alabama every year, of course, obviously, right? But how you gonna put Georgia on like right? Wow, the schedule they gave us after the time we was having, they knew what type of football we was playing, and there were, you know, there were other teams, man. There were like Vandy had to play a couple teams in our, you know, division. There were other teams, man. They, it was you didn't have to do it like that. But you know, look, Sam Pittman handled his business. He did what he needed to do. Went out and got Jimmy Sexton. Now he's saying, "Hey, I want to get paid." <laughs> Told him they need to double his contract if they want to keep him around. You know, now what that tells me, I'm gonna be honest to Razorback fans. What that tells me is like his loyalty to the University of Arkansas which was like up here and like, I'll take whatever I can get. I'm just glad I'm a head coach. Thank you for the opportunity. 
way down here to like you know if oklahoma came calling where he was born and raised he might slide on over there you know yeah i'm not saying that's gonna happen but it's possibility that something like that could happen you know uh because he wants he wants his money and, and he deserves it and he's worked hard for it and he's done what he needs to do i say we pay him I, right now, I say you back the truck up and you got to keep Sam Pittman there, right? You got the coach that has the number 19th recruiting class in the nation, beating Lane Kiffin, who has the number 24 recruiting class in the nation. The reason I say that is because Lane Kiffin is a, a household name, right? Like that's people want to go to that school and play for him. He's a character, you know, beating out Mississippi State, beating out. All these teams, you know, I, I, you'll, how in the hell A&M got number one in the nation? You know, A&M number one nation, Alabama number two, and Georgia number three. How the hell does that happen in recruiting? All right? Like, that, that blew me away. Yeah, I didn't know. I was surprised when I saw A&M. I mean, they're still going to find some way to. Uh, to not not do it off in the end, but man, that's that's <laughs> you get that that talent of players. Good lord, um, Jimbo Jimbo's figured that part out. Um, yeah, with Pittman, you know, your check had had the uh, kind of the perfect scenario, or he thought he had the perfect scenario, and I get it. Like he wanted to base a lot of things off incentives. You know, he he mm. wanted to have a buyout lower, and that worked when Pittman first came in. You know, no head coaching experience. Mm-hmm. You got him. Really cheap, which was which was fair, but yeah, he's proven even what we had, what we had in the previous um, under Morris, like the lowest of the low, couldn't get any lower in, in football in this program. What Pittman's done, how he's had his players rebounded, even rebounded, you could even see it this year. Yeah, um, we had those couple losses in a row, and then you get that bye week, and we the the way we finish off the schedule, he's wanting to get paid. I don't, and also. Um, you look at, at, I think a lot of like the other coaches in the SEC. You look at Billy Napier. You look at old Billy in Florida. He's getting paid something seven something million. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just that's just where it is that he's going to ask for that. Now I don't know if there's going to get. Maybe there's a place in the middle. I think Yurichek was going to give him a raise. I think they're going to find probably some way to restructure that contract. I would think so. Um, so maybe they meet in the middle somewhere more around six. But you know, Pittman's looking to. Look, you don't. He get, got Sexton for a reason. You don't get Jimmy Sexton for, for that reason. Now I don't know. You like don't, you don't get Jimmy his previous unless, agent. Not yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't get Jimmy unless you're willing to move. Unless you're willing to yeah. go to a bigger school for a bigger contract to make more money. And I don't blame him. I think he's worth it, right? I think he's proven. Everybody himself. else is, yeah. And he's just going to continue to, you know, his his value is just going to continue to increase the more we win. Yeah, yeah, you don't get to exactly right, and I think Arkansas fan, and I'm included in this. Uh, you you hear Jimmy Sexton, you're just not. You're like, oh my gosh, um, just because you've seen him kind of put other coaches, mm-hmm. like when he's represented other coaches um, around the country, kind of put them in and gotten them raises. Just kind of messed with us, messed with our coaching searches, and that's that's his job, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what he's going to do, and he's going to get Pittman. To- hell of a contract which he deserves so but you're saying like but you're like you're saying it's not just he's not doing it like like you would chad like 
Would you? I mean, let me ask you this. Hey, look. Hey, you get Jimmy Sexton because because it is for sure your dream job. Like if you were if you were put in that situation, Pittman said that. But would you at at this point, if Chad Smith, not 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 Pittman, what he's done, if you did this, would you be like, I'm gonna go get Jimmy Sexton get? Well, you look. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow. (laughs) I'm gonna follow my lead, who is the last true like razorback true and true coach that we had houston nut i'm gonna get jimmy i'm gonna tell him i need money jimmy like i know the university's got money i know that walmart's got money i'm doing a damn good job and i want to get paid but i ain't going nowhere do what you gotta do and so when jimmy says i'm going to lsu and jimmy says i'm going over to you know all these Nebraska. other places, Nebraska, <laughs> so on and so forth, then, you know, you get a few extra bucks because it looked like you might be entertaining the idea. So, I mean, I do think he's represented coaches that were true and true to their school. But at the same time, when the school turned on him, right, he got him a job over at, you know, Ole Miss. You know, like he was there. He he was there for him when he needed him. He got him. He got him into another school. And uh, what what has he done after that? Though that's the thing. So I don't know. I I, I, I well, I would go with it. I would get as much money as I could. I want to be paid. I don't blame him at all. And even if I wasn't leaving, I'd want to be paid. You know, but I take the job right now for a hundred thousand. A year. Yeah, let's see, exactly. Like 100000 a year. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to pay the rest to my assistants. And we ain't never. I'm going to win all kinds of championships. Watch. That's a lot of money to throw around to assistants. Yeah, yeah it is. That, that That's the thing, too. I'm hoping we do have that money. We have a lot of money. And I think with, with wins, there's going to be excitement. There's going to be donations coming in. The ticket sales uh, are big. I mean, a lot of t- Ticket sales are big this year, and you know they're going to mm-hmm. keep improving. You know, next year uh, with a really good home schedule, they're going to be big. So uh, it's going to be hard not to um, hard 000, not to do that. I hope it doesn't. Hundred thousand pay ahead, off. Hundred thousand pay off all my debt. But all yeah. the debt I owe right now, and then a hundred thousand a year. You know, plus a retirement, a one million dollar retirement, hundred thousand, one million dollar retirement stopping, and take care of all my debt that I got right now. I think that's fair. That's a hell of a lot cheaper than all these other coaches are. <laughs> I I think too. Yeah, I think too. I think too. They should make sure you, you hundred thousand, pay off your debt, uh, give you that million dollar retirement, pay pay your bill, make sure you have a nice house, make mm. sure you have a, you, you know family has cars to drive, but you know just I can nothing. Rent, I can rent a nice house for a hundred thousand a year up in Northwest Arkansas. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm for not sure. proud. I don't need all that <laughs> fancy stuff. They'll be burning my truck. They'll be burning my truck to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) You should have won. But I mean, it it feel good. I mean, what's what's the price can you pay on like how good the the pride of it, like winning those games this year, and like really feeling like you belong, and really feeling like, hey, we can. He got what he got out of all these players, and he gets his player. He gets his team to play hard. Like there's no mm-hmm. question that he gets the most out of. Like we don't have the. What would he do with a couple of number one classes stacked up? You know what I mean? 
No, you're right. It's hard in Arkansas. We've never we haven't done that. But you know what I mean. Like he gets what. Well, we've got. And there's more to be seen. Are we gonna Are we gonna follow up? It's gonna be interesting next year to see when you get paid that much. If you're getting paid seven million, six something million, or over, like there's that pressure increases. Like you gotta. You, we can't go down to four and eight next year. Are you right? No, the hell no. You got to see an improvement on this year. That yeah. That that's just how it goes. Yeah, we got to have nine wins next year. Eight ain't gonna cut it. If you get less than eight, something something ain't right. Seven yeah. and five ain't gonna fill. Why? Like, because Burks left. Because Burks took off. I mean, come on. You got to fill those gaps. You got to figure it out, right? I mean, we're gonna be losing. Back coming back. We got a quarterback coming back. We got a, a stable of running backs coming back. We got uh, a lot of defensive players that are out the door. So that's a that's a, that's that's scary. But you should have players that are stepping up. You got Pittman that's out there. You know, with the with a really good recruiting class, you, you see him filling uh, gaps. You know, with the portal already pulling guys from the portal. So, yeah. I mean, he's doing a yeah. great job as far as like rebuilding it for next year. I don't feel like we're going to miss a beat next year. I think the ball game might be tough, not having Burks, not having our number one receiver there. I think that I, I don't agree with it. I don't think he should have left. I'm just going to put it out there and be be honest. I think you play the bowl game. You finish with the team. You know, his whole statement, you know, I love the team and, you know, I'm behind the team and blah, blah, blah. It kind of fell on deaf ears for me because he left them with one game left to play. And that's not, that's not okay. You know, and then you got coaches and it's, and part of the damn problem is these coaches that haul ass before the bowl game too. That's part of the problem. And then the issue that causes that is a stupid early uh, early signing period. Like, why do we have that? Why do we have that stupid early signing? What's that? What what good does that do? Why do we want to draw attention to the recruits at the end of the season? Good lord! Like, just from a marketing perspective, what is the NCAA thinking? Great, man. It makes no sense. Like it, every and every, nobody likes it. Why do they think that the February, the date in February was like we were talking about pre-show? Like, should we talk about that? But it don't feel like it's signing that. And mm-hmm. February's not the day in February. The well, the first Wednesday in February is not going to feel like it, but it used to. Used like, it don't to. feel like yeah. They, I mean, sign on that uh, they're coming, but it don't feel like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because we're still in bowl, like we're still in football season. Yeah, like it don't like it doesn't make any. I think they're going to change it because it's forced. It's forced to like coaching changes to happen quicker. Oh, it like, is. And you're it forcing. Is. You're for. And I think. I think it trick. I think that trickles down to the players. I think. It does. I think if you have more coaches stay. The players not going to feel as much like, like they have like oh they might as well leave because if the coach is leaving, so it's all kind of a thing. Is like well they need to do something about that. Because, yeah. we, I mean, there's just no point. We talked about this podcast back, right? Podcast back. Go back to other yeah. bowl seasons. Listen to this. All these dumbasses that talk about bowls don't matter and the bowl games are just damn exhibition games. You're part of the yeah. fucking problem. You're part of the problem. Yeah. All you bowls don't matter and it's an exhibition game. The media, the fans, all you people that say that are part of the problem. Y'all should be hyping up bowl games, Right. There should be contract clauses in these coaches' 
contracts that say they cannot leave until after the bowl game. You should have to finish what you start. It's sports. Part of it's about building character. It's about starting something and finishing something. It's about putting your heart and soul in something and seeing it from beginning to end. And we have murdered that. We have murdered that in college football where it's about starting strong and if you're going to win a national championship or get in the playoffs, go, go, go do it. But if you're not, save yourself. You know, you don't want to play one more game because you're going to go to the NFL and make tons of money, which is fine. Like, I understand that. I understand not wanting to get hurt. I understand wanting to go to the NFL. I don't understand not being there till the bitter end with your team. I don't understand making a commitment at the beginning of the year to do something with a group of men and then just stopping before it's finished. I just don't understand that. And the coaches shouldn't do it because, like you said, it's a bad precedent. It's a bad example. And the players are dang sure going to do it if the coaches do it. And it what goes all the way up to administration and the contract clauses shouldn't allow them to do it. I don't like it as a fan. I'll be honest. I don't like it as a fan. I don't want to go and play the defensive coordinator. I want to go and play whoever the damn coach was that got that team to the elite level to go play in that Sugar Bowl. Sorry. But it pisses me off. Yeah, I, I never understand that the bowl games don't matter, folks. Because, like, and there's and there's also the folks that say that bowls are too many. There's too many bowls. Like, well, don't watch it. I'm gonna watch them. Oh yeah, I'll watch I'm whatever bowl I can. As many as I, I can. can fit fit in my time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, why why do bowls not matter? I thought that's like I thought those were the ones that did matter. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's it's so it's not just it's like. It's not just the Burks thing. It's I mean, it's just all over, and it's it's been this way for several years. We missed Arkansas missed bowl games for a while, for a few years. You know what I mean? For four or five years, or well, I guess just probably three or four years for a time period where we didn't have to deal with that. It was other teams, and it sucks, man. And I'm not even just saying like picking them, just watching them. It's like I want to watch. I like the fool. Like like they were even talking about like there's things about Corral for Ole Miss like. Not not playing the, I think he is. I, I don't think he's announced not playing, but not playing the Sugar Bowl and stuff. It's just like, it's like why even like some of these big bowl games that they're not going to play is uh, just frustrating. I mean, I get it, man. It's, I can't really blame because everybody else is doing it, but it just sucks as a college football fan, man. To Look, not man. have just full like I want to because I've been watching. I want to see him. I want to see him play like some of these teams that you haven't been able to watch because you're watching your game or something, or you're watching other games. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see like the full blown just teams at their peak. Yeah, I mean, when you're playing, when it's Arkansas, PN, when it's Arkansas, you know Notre Dame, when it's Arkansas, you know New Mexico or Arkansas, you know Michigan, right? You want to see those teams at their top performing state. Whenever you go in there to play them, just like they were during the regular season. 
and you, and you want to finish the the year out like that. I just I don't understand how bowl games, even if we go to a twelve team playoff, I don't understand how bowl games would become something that is just an exhibition game at the end of the year. I just don't I don't understand that. It should always be the best teams in the nation who were able to get six wins slugging it out. Yeah. And I will say just just today it was announced, Chad. If you, um I just saw um Penn State starting linebacker Brandon Smith declared for the NFL draft. He's not playing for in the Outback Bowl. 6'3", 241 pound. Mel Copper Jr. ranks him a number two outside linebacker in the draft. 81 tackles this year, 45 solo, nine tackles for loss, two sacks, five pass breakups, three quarterback hits, and one forced fumble. Big 10 defensive player of the week against Auburn. Um, so they've got another guy. And I thought, they're, I thought they're starting wide receiver. Dotson was going to opt out soon, too. So they may be down more. So... So at least there's, you know, maybe Burks was negated by having their starting linebacker, and we can we can attack that hole. But crazy, man, crazy. It's wild. The whole thing's wild. <sighs> anyway, that's my rant. But I'll take them being out. Well, it's so it's so weird that I just bowl games yeah, mean something to me, me, man. I'll just be honest, man. The 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 Outback Bowl, the Citrus Bowl. The Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Liberty Bowl, for Christ's sakes. They all mean something to me. They, 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 something more than just a game at the end of the year that was played because you got some wins. Like, our bowl schedule and our bowl wins are abysmal at the University of Arkansas. They're horrible. Yeah. And we should be the last team to be holding this up as a sacred thing that happens in football. But damn it, it is. It's the closing of the year. It's a sacred time. These are sacred games. They should be played by each team to the best of their ability with their absolute best players and the coaches that they had throughout the year. Then move on. Then move on to your next team and start recruiting. Hell, if we got to move recruiting back past February to March and do signing day on March 30th, I'd rather do that. <laughs> than not have these coaches and players in these bowl games. I really would. Yeah, just go back to February. Man, like, you always... Like, two minutes. Oh, well, man, hugged is... It's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Or maybe it'll get better. Maybe once they change that, it'll get better. My, I suspect, uh, I hope. suspect it'll go to a larger playoff, like you said, twelve team bowl games will eventually become irrelevant, and it'll and it will just be basically oh, some exhibition games at the end of the year. We won't even nobody will even be excited to travel to them, and they'll be like, "Man, we should listen. 
We've been against our best interests this whole time. <laughs> then the bowl committees will start shutting them down. Oh, surely go. not. I mean, if... Then you'll just have the playoffs. I mean, the 12-team playoff going to make... The 12-team playoffs not going to make make the Sun Bowl any less, you know, or the Gator Bowl any less. What about the Idaho Potato Bowl? Yeah, see? I'll see. Bring it, man. The Cheese Bowl. Let's, let's, I'm, I'm down for all of it, man. <laughs> Cheese Bowl. <laughs> Idaho Potato Bowl is probably like really I'm important. Down for all it's of probably them. like really important to them in Idaho. They're probably like, I hate these. I hate these people. Yeah. There's one Idaho person listening. I'll never listen to this again. <sighs> Well, Chad may feel that way, Idaho man. Uh, or woman, excuse me. I love potatoes. I love Idaho potatoes. I pre- Whoa, my computer's doing something weird. You're hacking my computer, Idaho person. I appreciate the Idaho bowl. If I could find it on the on the bowl schedule, I'll tell you what it is. It might be That's something so different. Like. It might be something different by now. It's probably like the rallies bowl or the... Checkers. No, bowl. it's Kent. Oh yeah, no, it's. Oh no, it's Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon, two thirty. Kent State, Wyoming. I'm Kent excited. Kent State's for that. gonna win. I can't that. wait for that. Kent State. Going Kent what? State. All oh, the way. we'll see. We're going Wyoming. You we'll get to those down. later. You write it down right now. Kent State. Right now. <laughs> I'm not sure you mean that. You thought about that? Yeah. That's who I picked earlier in the day. <laughs> For dead end, it is going to be one of the better bowl games, though. It is going to be one of the better bowl games. I feel sorry for these SEC schools that got to play like Air Force. <sighs> hey, man. Yeah, Missouri's got to play Army. Army just lost to Navy. Army's coming to look at Missouri's. Now, Missouri, I tell you, you're talking about the. Uh, a&M getting the number one. Missouri finished with like a top ten recruiting class. No. Missouri. Did they? Drunk with. Top ten? Yes. Jesus. Hold on, man. Yes. They had a crazy like recruiting. For being <laughs> six and six and getting drunk wits. Dude. They were. What the? All right. Well, 12th and 247. Um. Which is, I mean, that's Missouri, 6-6 six and six Missouri. Kentucky was 12th. number 11. Still good, though, 12th. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah I saw where Tuck, us. I, Ken- saw, I saw where Kentucky, Kentucky was number 11. I saw that. Dude, Stoops, man. But he, he Kentucky's had a-, had a hell of a year. Stoops is a big name. And he's doing big things over there. I don't, yeah. you know, can he keep it up? Maybe. But we'll see, you know. We'll see. He's he's got a situation where the expectations aren't like because he's got it's a basketball school forever, you yeah. know what I mean? And he like the expectations aren't like just where he's going to get pushed out the door if he goes seven and five one year, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like oh that's hey that's better than <laughs> my goodness that's all right. They already got one national championship. I mean, what are they going to do with two? Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. Where do we go from here? 
I don't know. I guess we can talk about basketball a little bit. All right. Let's 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 get into basketball. Let's see where we leave off at. We talked about Charlotte, so we're into Oklahoma, right? The Oklahoma game. Good lord. All right. Yeah, let's talk about Oklahoma. Um, well, that was a horrible game. I watched the game. Horrible game. And just like off the top of my head, I'm not going to open the stats up yet, but just off the top of my head, we were just jacking up threes and doing some real stupid shit with light. You know, just how we were like moving the ball up and down the court and wasn't in sync. Wasn't in sync as a team. I guess that's the best way I can put it, right? We wasn't in sync as a team. Yeah, we weren't in sync turning the ball over, crazy turnovers. Um, allowed them to just... Just throwing just it out of bounds. 13, 13, that's a lot. Yeah, 13 out of 22. They hit, Oklahoma hit 13 out of 22 uh, from three. Just Our three-point defense has been bad this year. It's been the worst under Muss. He's got to get it corrected. He knows that he talked about it. Um, you know, we were out physical. We were out manned mm. by a team. You know, they were full. We talked about it in the last podcast. They're full of transfers. You know, and they're not. They're not a team full of. They were a team full of juniors and seniors in that starting lineup. But guys that are grad, a lot of grad transfers. So they were kind of pieced together, just like us. So if we want to use, we've got three returning starters, or actually, our four of our five starters played last year for Arkansas. And you got Davis, Williams, and Note that were starting in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And then you had Vanover in there. And then, look, we're not going. I don't, this, look, must went, went to late eight last year. A lot better than coach than I could ever dream to be. So, mm-hmm. But I'm, we're a podcast, so I don't understand why Must didn't go to more than six or seven guys that game. It wasn't working. We got down 15 to nothing. And that you just leave the same lineup in. Don't try anybody else. You leave. Let Note take fourteen shots. Three out of fourteen. Yeah. Note don't have it every game. Mm-hmm. And you're leaving him in for four the whole game. He plays thirty eight minutes and a half. Like, try somebody else. Try KK Robbins. Um, try Jackson. Robbins. Somebody that can shoot. Actually, mm-hmm. actually put the ball in the hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wade got three seconds. Robinson got KK Robinson got three seconds. Like try somebody different. Mm-hmm. Um, free throws were good at least. I mean we're trying to get fouled and stuff. Like you're saying threes. I mean not good, but I mean we're, we're not bad. We're third, we weren't we're just missing from threes. Twenty nine percent, seven or twenty four. But I mean just watching the game, it felt like oh my god! Every single time we threw it up, I felt like we missed it. I guess, yeah, I guess it's not as bad as what. The stats aren't as bad as my perception. Let's just put it that way. No, we're we're a terrible three point shooting team. But I mean, that wasn't. Not there's this. there's even more reasons. There's even more reasons than that that we lost. And just oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, out rebounded by. I'm surprised to see we we had more offensive rebounds than them. Um, you know, a lot less assists. We had ten assists to their eighteen. So they're moving the ball around. We were moving the ball around. And, Around against other teams, like but that's against Charlotte, Little Rock, things like that. Where Must said a couple games ago, you know, had one of the games. He's never, we've never had so many passes in one game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't do that against Oklahoma. We faced a tougher team. The non-conference schedule sucks. I'll just put it out there. You know, our fans wanted to bitch about some guy not rating us because he said, "Well, your schedule, you hadn't beaten anybody." It was true. Our non-conference schedule sucked. We haven't beaten anybody. 
and proved it. And look what happens when we play Oklahoma on a neutral site floor. We even have, we're playing in Tulsa, the state of Oklahoma. We got more fans than them. And we just put up a turd. And we talked about it on the podcast. We talked about how we hadn't played anybody except for when we went into that tournament. And then we went and we won the tournament. And it felt really good because you actually yeah. played a couple yeah. of people. And then we talked about yeah. how like this, our next couple games are going to be fluffy games. And we should be able to go in there and win those pretty easily. Before we move into the you know next game, uh, the Oklahoma game, which is going to be our toughest game, which is what we said, and you know those games made you feel good. You know you go in and you 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 win big. What what was it? Was it ULAR or UAPB? You win big. You know you go in the next game, you win nice and big. So you're you're thinking like you got an opportunity. Like you're not going to get embarrassed. Like you're going to be able to go in and play. Right. And, and, and be able to yeah. compete. And if you do lose, it's going to be within a, you know, 8-point, 10-point margin. You're not going to get just yeah. blown out of the water, you know, which is, you know, what happened, you know. I mean, you look, they, they got, they beat it, you know, just like how they beat us, like on fast breaks and like, you know what I mean? In, in the paint, we played pretty even. But then, you know, on turnovers, like 24 to our 17, just things that we are, like, that is our bread and butter, we were outperformed at. And this has been our bread and butter throughout the tenure of Muscle, you know? Yeah, we're. Ta- I mean, we take 10 more shots than they do, make seven less. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're saying, fast break six point. Like they doubled our fast breaks, and that's usually like you're saying that's our that's our bread butter. That's when we're that's when our guards do the best, and that's where we're gonna put the ball in the hole. Yep. And it's um, second chance points too. Like I don't know if I've seen us that low, and I don't know if it's been that low in Musta's tenure. Like two, mm-hmm. or just one basket off of second chance points. Only that's with nine right? offensive rebounds. We just. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, um, I mean, your bench is, you know, bench is doing about the same. But like you said, we should have had more guys in. We should, we should, we should. Yeah, we didn't even deeper. really go to the. We bench. didn't really rotate deep enough. Yeah, I mean, not even just. I mean, I say maybe every game if somebody's if some were playing well enough, but the starting lineup was just not good. Like like Devonte Davis did what he could to keep us in the game, but everybody else was just. Like, and it says that Vanover only played four minutes. He never even tried him again. But probably that one three-pointer shot he took in the first couple minutes, probably Ooh. must have been said no. But he doesn't say no to everybody else when they, you know, like no take. He's just not hitting them this year. But he's jacking them up. And I, it must have been said, we're better. It's okay. Three-pointers off the pass where we're set on a set shot. But the ones where we're the, uh, the guard or whoever – takes it when he's dribbling the ball and then pulls up from wherever. That's not, it doesn't work that way. Like the percentages are so much lower just taking ill-advised threes and and then giving up so many like the rotations on defense are bad. And it's just a bad game. It's embarrassing, man. And I'm not saying like we had this last year. Start of SEC play last year where it was like, wow, we just got manhandled and it's not looking good and then what happened. But as far as right now, man, just that was an opportunity um, to get a win against a Big Twelve school, and we just didn't mm-hmm. do it. Man. We just and it got embarrassed too. Not even like down to the wire, like got embarrassed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and a lot of fouls in that game, too. Like, we went out there and committed a lot of fouls that we didn't need to commit. And they were shooting pretty well in their free throws. I mean, given that we were, we, we shot better in our free throws, missed one free throw for the night, you know, 90, 94%. But why were we fouling so much? Like, we didn't need to be, we yeah. shouldn't have been all handsy. Like, we were, we were handsy with these guys, you know? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. Uh, it's, I mean, we wasn't down. We didn't need. We needed to. Shit. Oh, never mind. I don't know. Yeah, and Coach Musk gets thrown out of the game, and a little late for that. Like he should have done that when we got down about seven minutes earlier, about halfway through this. If he's gonna, if he's gonna get himself thrown out, get thrown out halfway through the second half to fire us up. Sometimes it works, but do that when you're playing one of these small schools. Get thrown out and let your assistants handle it when you're playing one of these small schools. Not when you're playing Oklahoma. Good lord. It was, uh, yeah, it was over by, yeah, it was over by that point. My goodness. I'm oh. just saying. That made, you know, we'll lose for a while or whatever, but, like, we've got to see us beat, beat some good teams. Well, on that note. And we got two games before, yeah. We get to play Hofstra, who ain't shit, and Elon, who's just got their ass kicked by the some of the best schools in the nation. So, hopefully we can win these two games and roll into Mississippi State. And I mean, that's what you got, right? We You don't have, you got Hofstra, who's a bunch of big guys, you know, big team, large guys, um... Like when when I say large, like heavy, like heavy guys, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, a lot of guys in the two fifteens and stuff, and um, so you know you're going to go in and play a more physical game. Obviously, you know these guys are going to come in and play a much physical game than we've seen um, with some of these other teams. Yeah, they are, and they're. I think they're like top fifteen in three point shots attempted, and what we saw last week against Oklahoma, their percentage from threes, our three point defense has been terrible. That mm-hmm. if we allow them, if our defense doesn't step up this game, like we could lose in Little Rock. Like, so we don't. We play a lot of guards in that big lineup, like you're talking about. Uh, could put it to us. Well, and you got what you was talking about this head coach earlier today, telling me you know how he was, you know, big time, you know, uh, head coach, been in the NBA and so on and so forth, and you know, stopped at a lot of different levels, and you know, I mean, he's he's building something. He's trying he's trying to make something happen here. He, he's a uh, big time coach. Uh, Speed, yeah, yeah, Speedy he, Claxton. I mean, what a hell of a yeah. Name. He played. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great name. I'd he played it. in the NBA under under Coach Muss when Coach Muss was the head coach for uh, the Warriors. Um, so I guess maybe they had that connection on playing each other. But well, I mean, he knows his so style. Far, he would know his style. Yeah. You know? I mean, they are six and five at it. I mean, played a pretty tough schedule. But um, if we want to look at that real quick, uh, lost first game of the year at. At number 15, Houston lost in overtime. Uh, then beat Duquesne. Uh, lost at I- Iona, or, uh, Rick Patino School, 74 82. 
lost to Maryland at Maryland by two. Not bad. Then they got beat by Richmond at Richmond by 13. So they start off the year uh, one and three, not looking good. One and four, actually. Detroit Mercy, they beat them 98-84, beat Princeton 81-77, beat Bucknell 88-69, get on a roll a little bit. Then they come back and lose at Stony Brook 62-79, and then recently beat a, I don't know, Division two, three school, John Jay, 102-51. John, what the hell is that out. mascot? Is that Blue's yeah. Clues? Yeah, it looks like looks That's like, like the Blue's like Clues a, dog. It's like a bulldog with a blue hat on. Looks like a floppy-eared, like. I wonder if Steve oh, runs yeah. out at halftime and shit. He might. John Jay. I've never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Sorry, guys. It's an, exhibition. The first time... it's an exhibition game, you know. <laughs> this will be the first time Arkansas has ever played North Little Rock as a ranked team. How about that? Third time meeting Hofstra. If you are a Little Rock guy or a South Arkansas person, guy or gal, I guess I should say, y'all need to get up here to the game. You know, North Little Rock game, get in there, support the team. If you don't got tickets, go ahead and get you some. Former Razorback Baby. I think that was his nickname. Uh, leads Hofstra in rebounds, 7.3 average. Or uh, hmm. 12-9 in Simmons Bank Arena. couple of Little Rock natives. Who we got here? Van over K.K. Robinson and Jacksonville, Devontae Davis. So, a little bit about that. Not on TV. It's crazy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, leading leading scorer is Zach Cook, 17.4 points a game. Jalen Ray, who's like top 10 in Hofstra history in games played, 13.8 points a game. Uh, Darlington Stone Dubar. That's a pretty cool name, too. Darl- Darlington Stone Dubar. 13.5 points a game. Aaron Estrada, 13 points a game. And Omar Silviero. 12.2 points a game. So it's kind of bothers like that. Bay Bay, uh, 7.3 points, uh, rebounds a game. That do bar 6.3, 6.1 point uh, rebounds a game. My bad. Ooh, I'm all over the place. They've got a uh, Jalen Ray, 46% three point shooter. Uh, do bar 41% three point shooter. So they can shoot the three and they might burn us if our defense doesn't improve. Um, They've shot a hundred and or three hundred twenty-five uh, attempts, made one hundred eighteen of them. So good lord, point three, point three six three uh, in their three-point attempts as a team. So you're, I mean, you know, that's pretty damn good for threes, right? So yeah, that is shoot. They shoot the free throw well, seventy-three points a game. Oh, uh, they don't. They. They're minus three in rebounding margin, so maybe, maybe we, uh, maybe we can out rebound them. Use that to our advantage. They're plus four in turnover margin. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They score Plus about 79 points per game. It should be we should be able to score more yeah. than 79 points on these guys pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, our like our points per game, their points per game, we should you know, just looking at that stat, we should have the upper hand here. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, this should be a team we beat. Um this should be I mean, I'm I not tell even you, sure man, 7.7 steals per game. That's the thing that surprises me. Like that's the thing. Like to me, that's where I'm like, ooh, that's what that's where that's where you want to watch out, right? Uh, you know, not the 3.4 blocks or anything else, but the 7.7 steals per game, almost eight good. steals per game. Like that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and that, that's, that's moving really the ball up and down the court every time, right? So that's you know, are you like most of the time? Most of the time, when you get a steal, you're moving the ball back down. The it's court. an opportunity too. Yeah, yeah. It, it it gives you an opportunity too. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, it's going to be a team that you can't take lightly. You got to go in there and you know do your best with. Well, should we? Uh, should we do a prediction on this? We should. We should indeed. Okay. Arkan- Hofstra I'm- and Arkansas. I'm going to say 102 Arkansas, 51 Hofstra. 102 to 51? Mm-hmm. Give them a little dose of them medicine. We're coming out pissed off. Yeah. I feel like- shouldn't have lost that last yeah. game. We know we shouldn't have. Coach Must. Just got his foot, just foot and ass all day long. Just up the player's ass. Yeah. They ain't going to want, want that next week. <laughs> I wasn't after a week of that. I, I, I'm going to go 109. I think the same way, man. I think we come out and get him. All right. Well, I'll, let me put it this way. I'll be upset if we don't score... 80 points and keep them at their like 70 point, you know, mark. Yeah, for sure. Well, the next team, like, one thing I was noticing, and I'll just say it, man, the, the teams they've played, good Lord, this team might have one of the hardest schedules in the nation. Uh, this Elon, they, they, they start off with Florida. They got to play West Virginia, uh, Ole Miss, Temple, and I know that's in a, that's in a classic or whatever, but still. Uh, then they go over and play North Carolina. They play Duke. They play Arkansas. They guess they still got to play Northeastern, but they play some tough teams all throughout the year. William and Mary. I mean, some some big time basketball programs. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a that's a crazy. That's got to be one of the highest. Besides those like Randolph College and Bluefield. D2 or NI, whatever these schools are. Florida, West Virginia, Ole Miss, Temple, um, Greensboro, Greensboro, UNC Greensboro is usually pretty decent. Then at North Carolina, at Duke, at Arkansas. I mean, that's a tough before I think, before they get into the Colonial Athletic Conference, uh, conference games against Northeastern. So this is their last non-conference game. Um, so this is going to be Winthrop's usually pretty good too, so they've really tough, tough non-conference schedule. 
Now, before you get too excited with hearing that and get all worried, we've they've only won three games. I mean, they've lost to everybody, right? Uh, yeah. Florida, they played close, though, 61-74. Uh, West Virginia, they played, well, not really. That wasn't really close. Well, that was 68-87. Ole Miss, they, they, Ole Miss took care of business. Like, Let's see if there's any other. I didn't see anything that was like close after that, you know? Nothing where it was like, oh my goodness, you know, they could, they might be able to win this thing, except for with the Georgia game, or Florida game. Yeah. And that yeah. was Florida's first game, so they might have just not had something, you know, clicking. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, still, I mean, they're battle-tested. That's, that's a lot of just what it says to me. Even North Carolina, I remember thinking like, um, and then they come, they're on a one-game win streak too uh, against Winthrop. Mm-hmm. So really a lot of that's just a tough schedule. I would like to see what what our, besides those like ringing off colleges, but I'd like to see us play something like that in Duke, North Carolina, West Virginia, Florida. Well, mm-hmm. we could play Florida and Ole Miss, but you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, I get you. Yeah, uh, they only they're they're only like at uh, seventy one points per game, you know, uh, allowing their opponents seventy five. So, I mean, they're just, you know, they're they're a team that you're supposed to go in, you you pay them their money and you beat them and you and you and you're done. And it's one of these games where you just want to, you know, you want to win the game, you know. Um, I mean, I guess the you know the three point percentage again. You got to watch them there. Like that's I would say that's probably their big. Uh, it looks to me like just as a, as a cursory glance at this team, like that's that's one of their um, one of the things they're best at. Yeah, it is. I mean, shooting pretty good. Uh, so they're minus six on the rebounds. So that's something we should be able to out rebound and take advantage of that. Um, not as many uh, turned they turned the ball over quite a bit too. So maybe we can force a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're led by Torrance Washington Watson leading the team twelve point two points a game. Um, he will get to the free throw line eighty six percent percentage. You got Darius Burford, hmm, former CAA All Rookie honoree. 11.5 points a game, rebound of 4.4 rebounds a game. Um, preseason all-conference, first-team honoree, Hunter McIntosh. Leads his team second, 11.7 points a game. Then you've got Irvin, 10.4 points a game. Woods, 8.8 8 points a game. Then you got Chuck Hanna. It's got a really cool name. McIntosh, 6-2. Hanna, 6-7. Um, Watson six five, Burford six foot. So really, really a short kind of team on the guys that's really kind of leading them. Irvin six five. They do feel like a very undersized team all the way around. Where you're coming from, you know, playing a bigger team with the Hofstra, and then you're coming in here and playing just a totally undersized team. Yeah, it's crazy. We're playing two back to back Colonial Athletic Conference in Hofstra and Elon. I don't know. That's just maybe. Right, I just worked out, but yeah, I mean, uh, no reason, no wonder why they're getting out rebounded um, 
so bad, but um, let me see here. Um, okay, I see this stat where they set a record, program record for points at against Randolph. They don't count though. They're not. They're not a real team. Like you know what I mean. Like I don't. I don't need to see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do return four starters, so they're an experienced team. Um, and they've got some more, a couple more seniors, and and Gillis Butler, Wooten, Mendez, Juniors, Dordery, and Irvin, sophomores Graham and Michael. So they're experienced. They're tabbed to finish six in the Colonial Athletic Association poll. Uh, McIntosh and uh, Butler all conference honors in the preseason, but I didn't see Butler really play too much. So. Uh, you know, experienced team, yeah. But just, just not, just not really impressive thus far. Mm-hmm. And you got the Mike Sarge head coach there, and I guess he was a protege of Bobby Knight. So, you know, anybody that worked under Bobby Knight, you always have to, you know, you got to be on the lookout, sure, for, right? You know, and he's he's been under some impressive coaches, and you know, I mean, he's coming, you know, he's coming from a bigger program. But, uh, you know, I mean, obviously he's trying to make a name for himself. You know, this is what his second, third year in, I think. I think he came in 2019. So, you know, it's a guy that uh, that's out for blood. You know, you got to be careful. You know, their back's against the wall. They want to win one of these big games. They don't want to go in and lose all these big games they're playing. You don't play this many big-time schools. And, yeah. and and lose every one. Like you somewhere along the way, especially in basketball, there's a misstep, there's a slip up, there's a team that you get in there and beat. And you don't want to be that team. We don't want to be that team. You know? So Yeah, and right before conference play starts for them. Well, I guess both of us too. This is our last conference game or non conference game as well. Mm-hmm. Um but they're well, I guess they played Duke, but they're on a one-game win streak right now. They hit a Gillen's Butler hit a game-winning three with the other night. Um, they were down one when that happened, so they're trying to make something happen, turn the game around. They know in this conference, this topic have to win their conference tournament, regardless to get in the incident. They don't have any chance, but it's a chance just to. They're going to take a check for playing this game at Bud Walton Arena, but they're going to come in. Um, they're not. They're not going to be scared. They've played. They've played really good teams. Really, really big time environments already on Saturdays too. Like, like not just on a Monday night. You know, they're playing North Carolina on a Saturday. They're playing Duke on a Saturday afternoon. Mm. You know what I mean? So they've seen, um, they've seen these atmospheres uh, where they're not going to be scared coming into Bud Walton Arena at all. All right, so you want to do a prediction on this one? Let's do it. I'll go Arkansas 88, Elon 58. All right, let's say I'm going to say Arkansas 78, Elon 62. Okay. Pretty good. I think they're going to be kind of scrappy team. Yeah. I was impressed. Like, I saw, like, the kind of the spreads, and uh, I didn't get around to watch it because it was 
whatever Saturday night I was watching mm-hmm. uh, some football or something this past. So I was like, man, I want to tune into this Elon North Carolina. I saw the spread was like 25, 30 points. <laughs> Elon at least kept it under 20. Impressive. Mm-hmm. I was impressed just by that. Like keeping it. Okay, there you know. They didn't just roll over to North Carolina. So Absolutely. And so here's the thing with uh, hockey, there's nothing going on until after the beginning of the year so we really have nothing we can report to you there uh and then you have um after hockey there was uh there was disc golf so it was requested that we cover the disc golf at university of arkansas we thought why not we went and looked it up and you know they did have some championships uh, that they won, or I guess they called them championships. I'm not sure that they actually were. There's a fifth place and fourth place and and uh, 14th place, so on and so forth. Uh, but, you know, they do have a good disc golf team. However, there's not a lot of information out there on who's on the team, what, uh, what tournaments they're playing, who won in the tournaments, so on and so forth. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any video of the uh, of the disc golf, which is just really, honestly, this day and age, if you want your sport to be covered, you want your sport to be looked at by, you know, various uh, personnel, whether it be whether it be podcasts, whether it be the media, whatever, like video it, get some guys. I mean. Good Lord, your phone can do it at this point. You know, buy you a little tripod, put your phone up in it, and record some of the disc golf shots, you know. Make sure that you let people know, have a little website that lets people know who we, who's winning, when they're winning, so on and so forth, so we, we can report these things, you know. Hey, good Lord, as much as we complain, or as much as I complain, I guess I should say, about hockey, you know, and their website, and how it's not up to date, this this is even worse. So, I don't know. We can't, I came to the conclusion that I don't feel like we're going to be able to cover it moving forward just because there's not enough vital information about the disc golf program to be able to provide that. But we do appreciate the suggestion, and we will be looking at doing that in the future mm-hmm. if they increase their stats and things like that. Uh, we'll definitely bring it to you. Oh, man, I'm... I really like the logo. The Disc Golf Club's got a really cool logo. Um, like the, it's got like kind of an old school A with the Disc Golf uh, goal, like in, in, like in that in that A uh-huh. with the University of Arkansas Disc Golf Club around it. I think it's really cool. I'd like to see some shirts. I'd like to see videos of uh, the Razorback Club members, team members playing playing around. Even if you don't do much, just put a schedule up or kind of update or just a uh, little bit more uh we'd like to talk about you update update everybody on it because uh, they don't get seems like they don't get coverage enough that's why we're we're on the forefront of really covering this hockey program mm-hmm. on a podcast and we're really proud of that but we gotta have we gotta have some to go with uh too to help us along and we will i agree i agree 100 percent. so you know but we'll keep checking in and we'll, we'll see we'll see what you got going uh, periodically. And if anything comes up, if if you have news, uh, we'll we'll throw it out there. Uh, but that's you know I mean, it looks like we got a good program. I mean, just looking at it, they've won. Like I said, they've won some 
uh, tournaments and things like that. And it looks like we got a, a pretty darn good program. So uh, just something to be aware of. Um, and then what, what else, what else we got? We, we're not doing, like I said, we're not doing hockey, uh, football. We already covered basketball. We already covered, um, I guess we can go into picks, I guess. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go into ball picks. Um, I will say before today's games, me and Chad both picked, we both picked Toledo. They lost to middle Tennessee state today. So we both got that wrong. Um, we, we both picked Coastal Carolina against Northern Illinois, and Coastal Carolina does win. Really good football program. Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers have. Um, so, let's kind of start off here. Um, let's go in the Boca Raton Bowl. Western, uh, Kentu- Western Kentucky, App- App- Appalachian State. Who you got? We're going to go Appalachian State on that one. Okay, I'm going to go App State as well. Um, how about UTEP, Fresno State, and the New Mexico Bowl? Um, I'm going to go Fresno on that. Yeah, I'll go Fresno as well. Um, UAB versus BYU in the Independence Bowl. Good old Shreveport. I'm going to go with uh, BYU on that. I'll go. I'll go UAB. Ooh. Um. Let's go. Uh, Eastern Michigan versus Liberty. Eastern Michigan. I'll go EMU as well. About Utah State, Oregon State. Uh, Utah State for me. Okay, I'll go Utah State too. Nobody wants the Beavers here. Louisiana, Lafayette versus Marshall. I'm going to go Louisiana on that game. I will too. Um, Moving on to Monday, Old Dominion versus Tulsa. I'm going to go with Tulsa. I will too. Um, Kent State, Wyoming and that Idaho Potato Bowl that you're so interested in. Game of the year, as you said. (laughs) I'm going to go with Kent State on the game of the year. Okay. Ten ten soldiers and Nixon's coming. I'm going to go Wyoming, though. Um, University of Texas San Antonio versus San Diego State. You're going with the people that shot the hippies. You realize that, right? Wyoming did? Well... I mean, that, you know, conservative group of individuals. Red state. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Uh, My bad. My bad. It's hard to avoid, man. What were you on, Fresno? I'm going Cowboys, man. I'm going going to San Antonio Roadrunners fighting Barry Lunny's. I was going to UTSA too. <laughs> That's a pretty good game. Twelve and one I ain't versus. Kidding, man, I already got two. them picked. Man, I picked them earlier. <laughs> They're good, man. The Roadrunners are good. They are. Um, Missouri versus Army. Man, you know Army's gonna beat them, but I'm gonna go with Missouri. Just I'm gonna go with the SEC school because they shouldn't. 
the army shouldn't beat them. She you knows they're going to. No, they shouldn't. I'm gonna go army. Yeah, that's better. I just can't go with it. You know. Mm-hmm. Drunk wits. Um, North Texas versus Miami of Ohio. Miami Ohio's good. I'm gonna go Miami Ohio. They're good. Okay. I'm gonna go Miami of Ohio too. Um, UCF versus Florida. Uh, Florida. Gonna go with the SEC go school. I'll go UCF there. Uh, Memphis. This is such a hard Hawaii. one. This is such a hard one. Because I want to go with the Rainbow Warriors. I really yeah. do. I like Hawaii. But I'm going with Memphis. I think Memphis is going to beat them. But good Lord. I want Hawaii to win. <laughs> That's alright. Um, I'm going to go Hawaii here. I'm glad somebody picked them. Somebody had to. Let's go, um... Why wouldn't you go to Hawaii to go to college? Why did I not go to Hawaii to go to college? What the hell's wrong with us? What were we thinking? It costs the same amount of money. Yeah. Parties would probably be a lot wilder. Would you imagine? Just Just out on the beach, surfing and drinking and carrying us. I think those years were probably... We went to the Ozarks instead. Drinking moonshine. I mean, that was fun, too. Just different, <laughs> different kind of fun, I guess. Different fun. Maybe just should have transferred after one or started off at Hawaii and came. Yeah. Did two came years back to at grad Hawaii school for... two years. <laughs> grad school at Hawaii. Maybe we should um, just move out to Hawaii I... now as professionals. Just move out there for... The thing about it, like, you couldn't take your stuff. Like, could you? How would you get your cars and stuff over there? You'd have to just, like, sell all your stuff and move over, wouldn't you? I mean, I guess there's, like, cargo ships and stuff, and you could put them on a ship and ship them over. Like, that's what I'm saying. It'd be expensive, wouldn't it? Yeah. Maybe we'll hit the lottery. We can buy... Hawaii, like a summer house. Isn't that what yeah, they call it? That, there Those we real go. Real rich people that got more than one house. Woo. Oh, yeah. Summer house. <laughs> Spend our winters in Hawaii. <laughs> oh. Georgia State, Ball State. Georgia State. I'm going to Georgia State, too. Not going with the balls there. Um, Western Michigan versus Nevada. Nevada. I'm going Nevada, too. How about Boston College versus Eastern Carolina? I'm going to go with Boston College on this. Probably should go with Eastern Carolina, but I'm going to go with Boston College. I'm going Boston College as well, so you're not ECU's alone there. not a bad pick, though. No, they're not. They've been in the bowl game for a long time. Um, how about Houston Auburn? I think Auburn. 
I'm gonna go with the SEC school again. Okay, I'll go probably gonna Houston bite there. The ass. That's probably what's uh, gonna happen. Offense, they're not bad. SEC schools should beat all these other schools just because they're an SEC school. Honestly, you would think. You would think. Oh, uh, Air Force, Louisville. Going with the service academy. Going with the Air Force. Doing what I should have did the first time when I forsaked them. <laughs> Communist Mizzou. What were we thinking? Uh, what are you thinking? I picked Army. You're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you love old drunk wits, don't you? You wanted them here. Um, He's from Mississippi State. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just—I was gonna say something. Stupid. He is an Arkansas guy. Just—he's just such. <laughs> he a, is from Arkansas. He's such, he's a just dork. such an asshole nerd, man. Yeah, <laughs> just like okay. He really is a nerd, dorky dude, isn't he? Golly, <laughs> probably, uh, probably can't say <laughs> things like that this day and age. Yeah, we can. It's only for now. Um. Mississippi State, Texas Tech. Mississippi State. Yeah, I'll go to the Pirate here. Uh, let's see, we got UCLA in North Carolina State. I'm going to go with North Carolina State on this one. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go UCLA. No. Now, I didn't even... You're making fun of my picks, and I'm ahead of you. Hey, so, man. I didn't say listen to me. I, I mean, half the stuff I do is for theatrics. Just for the now, podcast. I will say, Chad, I feel like we were going to pick pick these bowl games, and I, I know we're going to have a uh, an episode before mm-hmm. some of these play. Are we just going to pick all the bowl games just get it done with tonight? Yeah, let's do it. Well, we'll right. except for the championship games, then we'll repick right. those. All right, uh, let's go. Uh, West Virginia, Minnesota. I'm gonna go Minnesota. Yeah, I'm gonna row the boat with Minnesota too. Um, SMU, Virginia. I'm gonna go SMU. Okay, I'll go Virginia. Maryland, Virginia Tech. I'm going to go Maryland. I will too. I'll go the Fighting Turtles. Clemson, Iowa State. Hopefully Clemson can beat them. Yeah, I'll go Clemson too. Clemson's, they started off pretty slow this year, but not, they kind of came on. Not that I have anything against the Cyclones or anything like that. I just... I'd rather them win than Dabo, but yeah, but I mean, Clemson should win. win. Clemson should win. Yeah. Um, Oregon versus Oklahoma. I'm gonna go with Oregon. Okay. Ooh, I'll go Oklahoma. I guess both those schools don't have a head coach, or they have a new head coach. I like my mayo. Thick. North Carolina, South Carolina. Wow. South Carolina, obviously. 
Okay, I'll go north. Farther north. south you go, the better football you got. That's true. Uh, Tennessee, Purdue. Tennessee. I'll go Tennessee too. Uh, Pittsburgh, Michigan State. Golly, I don't even want to pick this game, but Pitt's going to win it. But good Lord. This jerk-off coach, man. Who, Narduzzi? Or Bellum, isn't Bellum over there? Isn't he at- Bellum was in Illinois. Oh, he's at Illinois. Oh, never mind. I thought yeah, he, he went like... Pitt. No, no, no. He went oh, four and eight. Lord, this year. He's had no oh, Pitt yeah. went. Yeah. Oh, that makes no, a no, no, lot no. more sense then. No, he didn't no, even no, make no. a bowl game. Mm. All right, he went but, four and eight. I think. Man, he'd be fired soon with that. Good lord. Why do I think Bert did beat Pitt? Penn State this year? Bert, I'm sure we'll get into this uh, next podcast, but Bert did beat Penn State in like eight overtimes or something. One of oh yeah, I remember that game. I remember that game. Yeah, it was wow. Crazy. Bert. Um, Bert. Wisconsin, Arizona State. <laughs> I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Wisconsin too. Uh, Wake Forest, Texas A&M. I'm going to go with Texas A&M. Should beat. Should beat them. Should do it. Should. Yeah, I'll go A&M too. Um, Washington State, Miami. I'm going to take Miami on this one. I will too. Central Michigan, Boise State. I'm going to go with Boise. Yeah, I will too. Cincinnati, Alabama. Ooh-wee. I thought I'm going to go with Alabama by a lot. Yeah, I'll go Bama too. <laughs> uh, um, Georgia, Michigan. I'm going to go Georgia by a little. Okay. I'll go, gosh, i got to go Georgia too, man. I just uh, I just feel like this is how it's going to end up. Georgia, Michigan again. Or Georgia, Alabama again, sorry. All right. Uh We'll pick Penn State, Arkansas. I know how that's going to lean. Arkansas. Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I'll go Notre Dame, too. Iowa, Kentucky. Kentucky. Ooh, I will, too. Uh, Utah, Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah, I'll go Ohio State too. Um, Baylor, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah, definitely Ole Miss. Um, LSU, Kansas State. LSU. I'll go LSU too, and that's it. Missed one. You missed one. Arkansas, Penn State. Celebration Bowl. South Carolina State, Jackson State. And, of course, I'm going to go with primetime because primetime is the man. Yeah, I'll go primetime, of course, as well. Yeah, Jackson State's going to demolish them in that one. Y'all sleeping on primetime, really, like pulling the number one recruit from Florida, uh, South Florida, or not South Florida, but uh, Florida State, like, 
Come on, man. That was a statement. That was a statement right there. That was a statement slapping his alma mater in the face and saying, what the hell are you thinking? You had the opportunity to hire me. And you didn't do it. I don't understand why Jackson State, like, why does the, they don't get a chance to play in the FCS playoffs? Like, that's it for them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why, why, I guess I've just never really noticed that. Like, why the winner of the swag don't get to play in the FCS playoffs? Is it because they're 11-1 about to go 12-1? Is it because they were edged out by another team? Or is it because is it because they're HBCU or something like that? I guess they just play in their... I guess it's just they just have the celebration bowl. Hmm. Now, they wouldn't have got edged out. I mean, they won their conference, so they would have, they would have gotten the... Their only loss is to you know, UL. Lose him in a row, but can you believe that old boy? Good lord. Well, I'll tell you what. Somebody's going into Jackson State. Somebody's getting their job taken. Somebody knows that's fixing to happen. And man, you gotta feel bad for that guy. Happens every year, though, man. Like, not like that. Not at that type of school. Not just not five, like a five-star going to Jackson State. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not like this. Not like, hey, this guy's going to be playing in the NFL. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be taking over here. And my, like, here's my thing. You get to, as a receiver... Work under Deion Sanders. Good lord, yeah. man. Think about yeah, that. That's crazy. Well, you get to learn from the best of the best. His breaks and his cuts. Like, just go back and watch his film because I've watched a lot of it. And his cuts are tremendous. The things he could do. Out of the break, it was insane. That's what separated him on the field. Oh, yeah. Old Prime. Yeah, he's good, man. We didn't regret not hiring him. Well, I, thought, I mean, honestly, I mean, you got to get, you got to give your check some credit for interview. Like, I doubt, I mean, how many people did, like, give even Dion a chance to even interview for a, you know, I mean, make your college job at that point. That's the thing. They did interview him, you know, and he told him he thinks if you, if you had a little more experience, I'd be happy to hire you. He said, I think you're going to do well. I think you just need more experience and you'll be good to go. And I think that was a reasonable critique. Looking back on it, did we make a mistake by not hiring Deion Sanders? Yes. Yes, we did. Would we have had, like, the, you know, instead of probably the Five number, stars. you know, instead of the number 19th recruiting class, like the number 15th or 14th? Yes, we probably would have. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't we would have lost have. out to Missouri. And the Damn sure wouldn't have lost rankings. out to Drinkwoods. No. You know? Would we have had the success that we had this year? 
with prime time as our head coach? Yes, we would. And we would have beat Ole Miss too, I bet. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too hung up on the guy. But I like him. I like him. I wish we'd hired him. But, you know, we got Pittman. And Pittman's doing a great job. I think he's going to continue to do a great job. It might be a situation where primetime comes and is our offensive coordinator. How about that? How about if yeah. we had Dion as the offensive coordinator at the University of Arkansas two years from now, a year from now, you know? I mean, that could happen. That's a legitimate, you know. But I suspect he'll... Continue to win with that team. And some big program is going to pick him up very soon to be the face of their program. Oh, I'm sure. I was just glad LSU didn't do it here. Oklahoma going to be in the SEC soon didn't do it. Yep. So hopefully he'll just go go to his all. Hopefully he'll take over Norvell when he gets fired. And they'll stay over in another conference. Mm-hmm. Now that yeah, I've waited... Till the very end of this podcast, I guess I, I can eat some crow real quick and say, obviously, Kiffin didn't get, you know, snatched up by you know, LSU or whatnot, like I thought was going to happen or whatnot. So that <laughs> Was it a mistake? Was it a mistake not to get him? Yes, it was. Dummies. Wow. Y'all are dumb. That's whew, That's why y'all ain't going to win another national championship for 20, 30 years. Just run off the coach. That, the last two coaches that got you one. You're, you run off so many national championship coaches, the guy you hired this time made you put a little clause in there that you wouldn't run him off if he won a national championship. Think about that. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm glad. He, I'm glad he didn't keep him with those uh, athletes. Else, you will get. That's crazy, man. I'm not scared of Brian Kelly. I'm glad. Because I'm not scared of Brian Kelly one bit. I think Brian Kelly got number fifth in the nation this year and said, "You know what? Without being in a conference, I ain't never going to be able to get number four. I got to make a move. I'm going to LSU." Cause, I mean, Smart move by him. It's true. I mean, not being in a conference, that's tough. That's tough yeah. for these, you know, independent teams to... And they don't schedule. Like, you, they, they're not like... It's, it'd be Easy one path. thing if they scheduled Alabama, you know, LSU, Michigan, Ohio, and they just, like, got all the toughest teams on their schedule... And didn't, and then, and then didn't play in a championship game for their league. That'd be one thing, but that's not what they do. That's not how these these cats do it. They, they yeah, they're playing the like last schedule, last game of the year, Stanford ship. Stanford. Good lord! Almost lost Toledo this year. Notre Dame. Horrible. What do you do? Easy path to just they play in the ACC in basketball, like just playing in football during the pandemic. Like, or sorry, still in a pandemic, but 
2020. They played in the ACC. Just play in the ACC. Get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Or have a rule where they can't play. Like they're like the HBCUs, I guess, that just play in the celebration. Notre Dame just plays the highest that they can go is playing the Cheez-It Bowl. You know what I mean? Something like mm-hmm. that. That's their in Notre Dame. Always, if they're bowl eligible, playing the Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that's it. Is that the, uh, that's in the podcast, right? That's it, man. That is it. We did it. Just so you guys know, and and uh, I guess we didn't update anybody on this. I just thought about that. We did get the shirt out to the winner of the um, fantasy football team. Big wiener bandits. He said he had to wash it and put some sort of some sort of uh, soft softening stuff in the washing machine. I guess that these these kids use these days. Probably dried it. Probably put one of those little sheets in the dryer or whatever it is that they use. And make it smell nice. And then he's going to send some photos. I don't understand why he just couldn't put the itchy ass shirt on with the formaldehyde that's been sprayed on it. You know, all nicely folded and stuff. Just get the pictures and send them in but they're coming so just so you know he's got a shirt super happy pictures are coming yeah can't wait to put out a picture of that we'll we get it we pick suey go hogs Ugh.